0: May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, and from his Son, his only Son, Jesus the Christ. Every day is a matter of life or death, a diagnosis of cancer, a serious car accident, a runner disappearing in Memphis, a soldier dying in Ukraine, a midshipman falling in Chile. We're stunned and saddened to hear about an 11-year-old boy, a twin being swallowed by a storm drain after only two inches of rain up in Bentonville, Arkansas. We're stunned and saddened to hear about a 14-year-old girl in Monroe, Michigan, who reached out to touch what she thought was a broken branch, but instead was a live electrical wire. It seems to be only a matter of life or death. But today God's word from Deuteronomy 30 and also from Luke 14 tells us differently. May the Holy Spirit give us all attentive ears and expectant hearts to discover both law and gospel with this theme. It's a matter of life and life. people God dearly loves. Deuteronomy is the fifth and final book of the writings of Moses, the Torah, and Deuteronomy 30 is the fourth from the final chapter. Moses is preaching a sermon. He's preaching on the east side of the Jordan River. And after he blesses the Israelites... He dies on Mount Nebo and is buried by Yahweh in a cemetery that no one has ever found. Moses is God's prophet and shepherd. He is God's covenant word deliverer and expedition leader. The Israelites have trekked for 40 years after escaping Egyptian slavery. They marched through the miraculously parted Red Sea. They camped below Mount Sinai, covered with cloud and smoke and lightning and darkness. They ate manna for breakfast and quail for supper. And when no oasis was around, they drank water from a split open rock, once commanded and once struck in disobedience. Yes, they also whined and complained and accused. They danced in a frenzy around a golden calf but they looked up in faith to a bronze serpent. Now, before Joshua leads them into the, leads them into the promised land across the dry Jordan riverbed, which will be dammed up by God's hand, while they are still these waiting and weary wanderers, Moses speaks from the Lord. Strong words, clear words, serious words, Challenging words, curses and blessings, repentance and forgiveness await them. And this is what we heard in verse 19 barely 10 minutes ago. I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live. Here's an important question. And it's not just about Deuteronomy 30. It's not just about this sermon on this Sunday morning. It's about how God speaks and acts. Do you recall how the commandments begin, those covenant words given to and through Moses to God's people? You'll find them one place in Exodus 20. Here's the first verse of that chapter. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Before God says, you shall and you shall not, he declares what he has done. That's what happens also in Deuteronomy 30. Now I encourage you to go home today and to spend a few minutes this afternoon or this evening reading the first 14 verses of this chapter. Even though I want you to do that, I'm going to tell you now what you'll find. Ten times God declares what he will do. Ten different ways God promises his gracious actions. He declares, the Lord God will restore your fortunes. He will have compassion on you. He will gather you. He will take you as his own. The Lord God will bring you into the land. He will make you more prosperous and more numerous. The Lord God will circumcise your heart so that you will love him with your whole soul and live. The Lord God will put curses on your foes. The Lord God will make you abundantly prosperous. And finally, the Lord will delight in you. Then Yahweh says through Moses in the verses immediately before today's Old Testament reading for this 13th Sunday after Pentecost, This commandment is not too hard for you. It is not far off. It is not in the highest heaven. It is not beyond the vast sea. But the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. This is what God speaks, not only to the Israelites, but to us. You don't have to search for what I want and what I promise and what I do. Because God says, I put it right here and I put it right here. God set life in front of his people at the Jordan and God sets life in front of his people, his church, in San Antonio. Now, if you only read one portion of scripture, and I'll concede that that portion before us today is not the easiest one, you might conclude that the operative principle is, if, then. If I do this, if we do this, then God will do that. If I do something good, then God will do something good for me. If we do something bad, then God will do something bad to us. But the operative equation which captures all of God's salvation-bestowing work is this, because, therefore, God always acts in mercy, not with rewards or bonuses, God always acts in grace, not with prizes to be earned. When God gives the Ten Commandments, his covenant word at Mount Sinai, here is what he says. What he says first, I have done this for you. I have rescued you. I have redeemed you. I have chosen you. Therefore, now, listen carefully, because this is how my rescued, redeemed, and chosen People live. Then God says, Have no other gods. Honor and serve only me. Use my name correctly in prayer and praise, not in curses and blasphemy. Keep the Sabbath day. Worship me and listen to my word. Honor your parents and all those in authority. Value and protect human life. Use my gift of sexuality in the proper way, in the proper relationship. Don't steal or cheat, but guard what belongs to others. Be very careful what you say. Speak the truth and protect others from slander. Don't covet the property that I haven't given to you. And don't covet the people that I haven't given to you. All of this. Yes, all of this is included in God's word through Moses. I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life. Now, I'm not talking to everyone right now, and I'm not even really talking to myself, but I'll say it this way You eat or you try to eat a balanced diet. But in case you don't, you take your balance of nature capsules faithfully. You get regular exercise, 12,000 steps a day on your Fitbit. You pass your annual physical with flying colors. You are as alive as anyone else. But your life, my life, can still be a mere existence, just getting by barely keeping your head above the water. Then, you open the Wall Street Journal from last Thursday and read that life expectancy is going down, that you 20 and 30-year-olds might have a lifespan of only 76.1 years. But there's more to life than just being alive. Which is why I'm saying to you, it's a matter of life or life. There is physical life and there is spiritual life. There is physical life apart from God, apart from his word, apart from his promises, apart from his actions, apart from his church. And because this is true, there is only death and decay. But here's the good news for you and for me. Christ Jesus chose life. He chose life in the womb of Mary. He chose life in the manger. He chose life in this diseased and dying and decaying world. He chose that it mattered. It mattered so much that he gave his perfect life for your life. Jesus gave up his holy and innocent life on the cross for the lives of sin-stained runaway sheep. That's next Sunday's gospel. Jesus gave up his life. Though we are, like Paul, all prisoners, but unlike Paul, who was a prisoner for Christ Jesus, we are prisoners separated from him, which is why... We hear the words from Luke 14, and we wince to hear Jesus in today's gospel reading. Give up your family. Give up your own life. To be a disciple of Jesus requires that. I said it once. I'll say it again. Because, therefore, is God's way of working. He always acts in mercy, not with rewards or bonuses. He always acts in grace, not with prizes to be earned. And Jesus has done the work, the labor on crucifixion labor day to bring us to a new day when we sing the new song of his salvation. For now, God the Father says, because I gave my son to be the payment for your sin, because I condemned him in your place at Golgotha, because I gave you something better than your own family, a place as my sons and my daughters in the household of God. Therefore, you are freed, freed to respond with new ways of living and acting, and speaking, and worshiping, and giving, and caring. It is a matter of new and never-ending life in place of the old life of lostness, life through Christ by his cross and resurrection, life in Christ by the water of holy baptism, life with Christ in his body, the church, life for Christ as his witnesses and his servants. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.